Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. analysis with over 70 years combined experience this is the bob ryan and jeff goodman podcast nba some college a little bit of everything you know what can i say but it wasn't going to happen here with him i was okay with it because it wasn't about talent i didn't think all right let's get right to it okay it is time for the bob ryan show as jeff goodman is on assignment uh gary tangwa here and we are powered by Bet online. Continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. That is bet online. Okay, Bob, let's get to it. LeBron James is in the news. Mm-hmm. Talked about racism on the shop. Let's listen. In basketball, there are fans that you go play away that they can literally take the game from you. You can feel like them. The fans is not going to let us win this one tonight. Yes, I mean, I mean, what places? I mean, Boston. Boston. Yeah. Why, why do you? Why do you hate Boston? Because they're racist as fuck. That's yeah, they why. Nasty. They will say nasty. they will say anything. And it's fine. I mean, fuck, it's my life. It. I mean, she's been dealing with it. it my whole life. I don't mind it. Like, I hear it. Like, if I hear somebody, like, close by, I check them real quick. I move on to the game, whatever the fuck. They're going to say whatever the fuck they want to say. They might throw something on you. I mean, I got a beer thrown on me leaving the game. You know, like... Boston is... I mean, yeah, Boston it's is, the only place in the NBA in America you go yeah. and they have, like, shirts that say, like, fuck LeBron. Yeah, like, it was like... Whole it was like a, section. It was, it was like, like a fuck LBJ t-shirt. <laughs> I believe they probably sold it at the fucking team they, shop. No, they, All right, Bob, once you've had a chance to see it and hear it from HBO, your thoughts? I can't refute the uh, his assertion that he has heard bad things in Boston. Uh, I can't refute it because I'm uh, I'm not in down there in the middle of the pack. Although you know, but anyway, I, I, I here's the, the two things stand out to me. Number one, let's be honest here as as Bostonians, we will never, we will never, no one, I will not live long enough. I will, I'll say that to undo to, to have the stench of the history uh, gone away. It, we are burdened by it. We are trapped by it. We are imprisoned by it. We can't. We can't get out from under it. I am talking about the 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 national publicity attached to the busing situation in the seventies. The, the the picture that will ever be out there. The video of of Theodore Landsmark getting this flagpole smashed in his face, um, and the knowledge that people have, which is easy to to uh, educate themselves by his own books of Bill Russell's. Initial treatment in Boston going way back you know, when he wanted to buy a house in Reading, Massachusetts. Okay. And, and the things that he claims. All right. It's not going, it's there. It's a part of the history. We can't get out from under it. People associate Boston with that stuff. There's nothing we can do about it. We can't erase it. All right. That's number one. Number two, 
on this particular uh, spiel of his. What really bothered me was him actually implying that the FU LeBron shirt would be available in the team store. And I think too many people will come away from what they saw and heard believing him right. and believing it. Now, we know where it is, across the street, you know, on the corner. That guy sets up with the stuff, just like outside of Fenway. It was down the street. But point when Jeter was in his prime, you know. Okay, but but people are going to believe it, Gar. They're going to believe yeah. it. I and know. that bothers me. And and that's, that is not, not only irresponsible, that is disgraceful. That is despicable what you've done there at LeBron. And I speak it as someone who harbors no general resentment toward LeBron. I love him as a player. And I don't think, I think people have misjudged him completely around here and in many places on the basis of stupid things like the decision and all. When's he ever been in the wrong part of the newspaper? You tell me. Oh, he hasn't. Uh, Bob, you're absolutely right. You, you're right. I mean, the guy... He's and, been, and he's been so the perfect I, I, star for the NBA, other than the decision. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't get what the objects, I don't get it. When you watch him play, he's all about team. I keep going back to um, the, that the documentary was done when he was at St. Vincent, St. Mary. Right. The, the movie. I forget the name of it. When we were Kings or something, what it was. Okay. It was, I came away so impressed with the way he handled himself with his buddies. Everyone knew he was the king in high school. He was the star. They won three out of four championships. And the whole story was about how they lost it as juniors and they won that redemptive senior year and all that. But everybody knew, but he treated, he, he was all about his buddies. He, he wanted to win this championship with those particular guys, some of whom he had known since fifth grade, you know, and that was sincere. I don't doubt that for one second, he's always been about team. Okay. And when he's out on the floor, and the, the greatest criticism of him ever uh, launched, and I was one of the ones that, that one, didn't want to believe it at first, but when they lost to the Mavericks in 11, he shirked away from the, he, he, he didn't want the ball enough. He didn't, he didn't want to take the responsibility of being the best player on the floor. And, and that was a catharsis. The year before, he basically quit against the Celtics. I was there for it, and I saw right. it. Okay, that catharsis was the 11 uh, finals. Since then, the guy has, has, has known how to calibrate his immense gifts with being a proper teammate. And that's a very difficult uh, line to walk when you have the kind of skills that, that the LeBron Jameses and the, and the, the Michael Jordans and the, the Kobe Bryants and, and those people of the world have. And, and so um, that's all. I'm, I'm not anti-LeBron at all, but I'm very upset with this, this where, he's le- you know, where he's left this one. LeBron, please come out and say, hey, I was only kidding. I know damn right well the Celtics had nothing to do with it themselves. But he, he left the impression with people that they do. And that is really bad. Uh, and now what I'd like to do from uh, ESPN's first take here is former Celtic Kendrick Perkins on LeBron's comments. Well, I'm going to say this, right? You hear multiple players say, you know, on the opponent, opposing team about the racism that they experienced in Boston. You even heard, I even heard Marcus Smart tell a story about how he was treated a certain type of way for his racism in Boston, and he plays on the Boston Celtics. You know, you hear all the stories from Bill Russell to, you know, Cedric Maxwell, Cornbread, right? But at the end of the day, here's what I want to say. It's racism everywhere. And I would tell people, I, I would say this to a lot of people, I spent eight and a half years there. And maybe because I was on the Celtics, I didn't experience racism. And I think people who live in Boston and people who move to Boston, like if you play for the Patriots and you're in the New England area or you play for the Bruins or you play for the Red Sox or you play for the Celtics and you get a chance to get there, you will see it's all different type of 
uh, uh, cultures and, and, and everything. So you actually have to move around the city of Boston. Now, I will say this. The fans in Boston do cross the line and hit below the belt when it comes down to being disrespectful. And I could say throwing pe- throwing stuff at players like LeBron talk about had a beer being thrown at him. We saw a water bottle get chunked at Kyrie Irving. We heard the fans chant some certain type of things when it came down to Kyrie Irving. And even when we was playing against the uh, Cavaliers, when LeBron James was dropping those 40 pieces on us, we seen posters in the stands that were very disrespectful, you know, and you start getting out of bounds when you start talking about people, loved ones. Like we saw, I saw a poster that was addressing a situation with Mama Gloria, who's his mother, who's now that's crossing the line. So I never dealt with racism, but I hear from so many other players about Boston being racist, you know, and things to that nature, but it's racism everywhere. But I will say, the fans are too damn disrespectful when it comes to opposing teams coming to Boston. They are, key. Bob, is it different if a player plays in Boston as opposed to being playing here on the road? Uh, you mean for the... As far as, as far as the perception of racism, at this day and age, do you think it's different if you're playing for a Boston team? Well, I mean, obviously, you're, you're, more, you're less likely to encounter you know, situations of people. That's the problem with the whole race, the whole issue. It shouldn't matter, you know, but you know, it, sh- it shouldn't matter whether you play for the Celtics or whether you, 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 you're just a, a Joe average citizen who happens to be black. Uh, 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 no, that shouldn't matter. We, we, we all know that that's a given for you and me and anybody who's intelligent, but uh, it probably for some people it probably does matter. This is what the, the thing with, you know, that, that Russell talked about 60 years ago, you know, that, uh, uh, and why he said, all, in the end, all I owe them is a performance because he wasn't being treated. He didn't think uh, walking around the street or whatever he was doing is, uh, you know, uh, once he was outside the arena, once that number six jersey was off, he didn't feel he was being treated the way he should have been treated as a citizen of the world, a citizen of America. And he's made that clear uh, countless times over. It shouldn't matter, but I, I think, you know, but here's the other thing. Um, it's so, it, it, it's so complex. We have had enormously popular players of color in Boston in the last three decades. Mo Vaughn was immensely popular, I believe. I mean, yeah. I, 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 Mo Vaughn was immensely popular. Uh, certainly uh, uh, right now, uh, uh, all three of them, Tatum Smartman and, and Brown, uh, our three core players uh, are, are, I think, immensely popular. Does this mean that there weren't some, some isolated idiots out there some, that, that have, they may have heard some stuff from? Yes. Do I believe, as Kendrick Perkins said, that this it, it, is, is hardly endemic to Boston? Yes. Uh, uh, now, I have to say, we, we, our reputation does hurt. Again, uh, it wasn't just basketball. Remember the Adam Jones controversy with, with sure. the Orioles? You know, I was in no position to refute that. I wasn't sitting in the Centerfield Bleachers that day or those days to hear what is happening. Mickey Rivers was subjected to some nonsense, you know, at, at all. And, and you can argue, well, Mickey Rivers brought some stuff on himself. It was showboat stuff. Fine, but Adam Jones, no, no, no. Adam Jones was a very, you know, by the book player. Um, so, anyway, we all know that it, it can, there are isolated people, and, and it isn't just Boston uh, at all. And and uh, uh, you know, but I can't say that it doesn't happen here. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I can't refute that that LeBron's heard stuff. Okay, continuing with LeBron because I found this very interesting. For the first time since 2011, he played in the Drew, which is you know a summer league superstar, or I should say NBA sort of summer league. And 
I, I was wondering if LeBron, after this season where the Lakers weren't really in the mix and it was Steph Curry's year and it was the it was about the Warriors, it was about Tatum uh, and the Celtics, is LeBron kind of saying, hey, everybody, don't forget about me? Very good thought. I hadn't framed it that way, but when you mention it, it's very possible because the, the, the dialogue, you know, during the season – and Durant's the best player, you know, now maybe somebody was saying. And, of course, Steph was the darling of the postseason this year. And, and of course, we're going to get to him in general at the package, you know, is, sure. is, is unique. And um, that's very possible uh, that LeBron was was uh, saying, you know, hey, guys, you know, I'm still the king, you know. And and uh, historically, you know, I'm, I'm, a bit of, I'm right there. The the endless debate is who's the greatest, he or Michael. And, and that that's a fair debate. I hope he comes back strong this season. I don't know what his future is with the Lakers. Um, I think that it hasn't gone according to plan, obviously. No, no. But I think just the playoffs are better with LeBron. And there's room for it. You know, if you have LeBron and the Freak and Steph and Tatum and Jalen, I mean, it's just better. I hope he comes. I hope he's in the playoffs next season. Of course, just like any sport, you want your stars on showcase for these big moments. And and he still is the, the most recognizable name. And, you know, if you were going to play a Q thing with the uh, Joe Average uh, fan, your average person, you know, and say, name me, name me a movie star, you know, right now. And, you know, like, you know I don't know, I'd say Denzel Washington, I'd say, uh, you know, Brad Pitt, even though he hadn't made a significant right. movie in a while, but um, name me, name me a best, a, a football player, um, you know, right now. And it would be, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers probably today, you know, but it still right. would be Tom Brady. No, it'd be Tom Brady. Tom Brady would be the football player, you know, right. okay, who are getting, name me a basketball player. It would be LeBron. Yeah, it's always LeBron. Still for people. Now, yeah, it's, it's still Steph is, we're going to get to Steph. Steph has is, is, is got his own niche. Uh, I do want to talk about Harden here because, and before we do that, I do have to remind people that our partners are Bet Online. Continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's National Football League futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and, of course, your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. So head to the website website today or use your mobile device to sign up. Use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay. Uh, I am rooting for James Harden because I like the way, I've told you this before, I like the way he arrived at the Nets. I thought he was a pass-first guy. He has led the league in assists one season with Houston. He took, he's taking less money. He's reworking the deal two years at six at six sixty eight million dollars. Uh, I want the Sixers to be good. I I do. I mean, I want him to be in shape. I want him to dish the ball. I I like the Sixers. I like Doc. I want the East to be as competitive as ever. Do you think Harden bounces back? I've been conflicted on in general terms about him uh, in terms of you know, embracing him uh, totally. Uh, I can't refute the, the accomplishments. You know, I can't, and, and I don't know, you know at all. I, I didn't like the dribble, 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 right. dribble, dribble, checking up 19 seconds out of the 24 uh, when it was at its worst. He's gotten over that to a degree, you know, and and, and showing the world he can be a point, he can distribute, you know, you know the way you'd like a guy with that, wearing that role to have. Now, if Simmons comes back, he won't have to do that, you know. Uh, you know right. And we'll see, you know, all right, but. Um, I wasn't crazy about the way he got to Philly, but the, but I'm with you about, I want Philly to be good. I want that rivalry always to flourish. I want to be looking yeah. forward to 76er games. Okay. That's the way, I mean, I, that's all I've known since I came to Boston in 1964, you know, and in 1965, Wilk gets traded back from San Francisco when that rivalry is rekindled and it has never, had never let up, you know, right up to the, 
a couple of years ago. And we, I want them in the mix too. I want Philly. And of course I hate rooting against doc though. That's, that, that, that's a problem for me. I don't, I can't, you know, anyway, but I want Philly in there. And I also want the Knicks to be good. I think it's important. It's important for the Celtic, for the league that uh, to have the Knicks to be good. Uh, I want them. I want to be able to hate the Knicks again. You can't hate them. They're a pity. So anyway, that's another story. Harden, what he's done. I have to take it at face value. Uh, although this, we have to talk about the money in a minute, but, uh, it, if it's true that, he, that he's doing this so that they can have more money to spend, to, to, you know, to, to bolster the roster, and, and he's foregoing the, 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 this X million dollars this year, you know, and, and he's going to settle for 19 million in the next two years, you know, either, right? or oh, 39, I mean, that's 68, 39, excuse me. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry for him, you know, that, that, that's, but that's admirable, I guess, to a degree. Let me just say this about the money. We've all lived with this as we've seen the increments grow. You know, I remember, you know, and here we go. Dad's getting on, the granddad's getting on the soapbox. Right? Yeah, not a soapbox. Here we I'm, go. I'm, I'm mounting the soapbox. And, and just for historical purposes, I'm not lamenting it. But, you know, I remember when, when uh, uh, in baseball, then that the Pete Rose became the first $100,000 singles hitter, quote unquote. You know, uh, I remember all the milestones in basketball. The first million dollar player was Moses Malone, by the way. And, and now, now, now. So you and me and everybody listening, for the most part, we think in terms of, of tens, twenties, maybe hundreds as, as important money in our life. And, and a thousand is, wow, you know, I, that's something, wow, you know. These, we're talking millions for these people. Oh, sure, yeah. We're going yeah. millions and millions and millions of dollars to rewrite a contract. Uh, you know, they would have got, and for now, in the end, how much is enough is always the great question that we always ask with all these people, right? When, whether it's them or CEOs. I just saw a thing where CEOs last year were making 325 times more than the average wage owner. Uh, 300, right. I'll repeat that. 300, that. That's a society going awry. That's a, that's a topic that, you know, we, we, you and I aren't prepared to discuss fully here. But, no, I, at um, least I am not. <laughs> but anyway, it's wow. That's all. Sometimes you just step back. We, we're so inured to it. We don't think about it. I was just thinking about it because of Harden and what he's done. He's settling for 39 million a year. And it's, it's I don't know. It's, I'm just saying now, but it, it is a, a noble step that he's taken apparently. To help <laughs> so good for you, James. <laughs> uh, Steph Curry was terrific at, at the ESPYs. And I, I don't, I'm not a big ESPY guy, you know, I'll watch the highlights, yeah, um, yeah. but I'm not sitting there. Walk- I mean, it, it, marketing wise uh, and content wise, it was a brilliant move by ESPN because there's nothing on. It's the perfect time. Uh, and the, the, the athletes love it. And it seems that fans love it now. But I was wondering if you, if you can recall anybody as engaging and as relaxed as an MC is Steph Curry. I mean, he's- um, I, I, he was pr- predictably charming and very and charming, predictably charming because that's the way he's been since he first entered our consciousness in the NBA. I don't say that we knew anything about him personally in Davidson other than that we're making shots, but we've, since he's entered the NBA, he has been, remember his, our first social encounter with him was not with him. He was Wiley's dad. When oh, he yeah. put that incredibly precociously charged, cute little girl to those press conferences in the early days of the Warriors uh, with his run. And it was all about being Wiley's dad, you know, and, and now, and now it's about him and Wiley's probably, you know, she's probably 11, 12 years old now, whatever. But anyway, um, he's always been charming. The answer to your question, I'll tell you who has a casual ease and he has done it and, 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 and he shows it in his commercials and that's Peyton. 
Peyton has that, you know, that, that, oh, gee, shucks, uh, you know, he can uh, affect that he's actually a real person, regular guy, you know, kind of thing in a way that uh, TB12 doesn't have it. No, he doesn't have it. I've always thought, <laughs> Peyton, you'll enjoy this. Um, I always thought that Peyton was Johnny Carson-like. In that, just a regular middle- a Midwest kind of, yeah. I mean, even though Peyton's not from the Midwest, he was no, in India, he grew up in New Orleans, but like, like Carson- okay. Carson had a, oh yeah, had a charm, had an unease, that Midwestern charm about him, where Peyton has the same thing. Like Peyton, Peyton is no dummy. We all know that. Oh. But he plays up the aw shucks thing, right? Better than anybody. Look at how, tell me we don't like he and Eli on, on those. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're awesome. You know, but, and, they said, and of course, and now that people are trying to imitate it and it ain't going to work. No, it's not going to work, but it isn't working yeah. with Kay and, and A-Rod, you know, and it, it's not going to work. You know, you need the right people. But anyway, um, who knew that Eli had that, you know, that that uh, rapport, although yeah. I still go back to that one commercial that they did for ESPN when they were walking down a corridor and, and they, they kicks him in the ass. The, the Brun brother kicks the other. Yeah. You know, every every family in America with, with you know, children that of that type, we know that that is exactly the way brothers have always been and always will be, you know, at that, in that real, but anyway, well, I think he, he's the one that would, that jumps to mind that for me, that would be the most comparable, but I thought Steph pulled it off beautifully. I, I, by the way, I watched the whole thing. I went to an hour and a half. I said, yeah, I, I, well, you did better than me. I can't, I went, I went to nine thirty Eastern and that was it. I can't, I can't handle it. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. This episode of the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. So I started taking AG1 because I wanted a well-balanced diet and I wanted something to improve my everyday lifestyle. I didn't have the time. Wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, hated taking pills, vitamins. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. Wanted to see what the hype was about. All right, I know what you guys are probably guessing. What is this stuff, right? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. An extra dose of energy is always something that can help me get through my day. And what's great about AG1 is that it's lifestyle friendly. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. While still tasting good. Support better sleep quality and recovery. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com hoops. Again, 
That's athleticgreens.com slash hoops to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That's athleticgreens.com slash hoops. Uh, Bob, uh, thank you for gracing my hometown of Mexico, Maine. <laughs> uh, who knows? I'll see if you made the Rumford, Fa- Rumford Falls Times, which is across the river from Mexico. Yes. Uh, I'll see if you made the paper. I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to check online now. I think we are online. Well, I'll be going back up there in, uh, in September and in, uh, in the area and uh, one last fling at the, uh, uh, up there. So, uh, but that was, it was, well, anyway, glad to, glad to pay homage to Mexico. My good old Mexico. Our next door neighbors up there are uh, a husband and wife. One's from Mexico. He's from Mexico and she's from Rumford. So, and uh, that's the Smiths, Smith, right? And the Smiths. So yeah, they, the Smiths. Sure. Dan, know, Larry. Dan, yeah. Dean, Dean play. Dean was a year. I don't know. People watching right now. Only my old baseball coach, John Bernard, is going to join us. Dean Smith, his younger brother, was a year older than me. They were both great athletes in high school. Yeah. All right, Bob, always a pleasure. And again, uh, Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, who's on assignment this week, their podcast brought to you by Bet Online, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info.